Ho, 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 kids. It's Santa Robin here with the Piercing the Veil Christmas special. Santa Robin. Santa Robin. Wow. And with me here in Geek Central are my helpful elf, Steve. Hey, how am I an elf? Because you're my assistant. If I tell you you're an elf, you're an elf. To be and fair, if he says jump, monkey, jump, you jump. No. Yeah, that's true. And also, the naughty other elf, Gobby. Ah, oh, I'm glad I wasn't the helpful elf, I'm just the naughty elf. Yeah, yeah you're just Gobby. The, yeah, you're Gobby, the, the naughty elf, Tiff. In other words, Hello. it's the Pierce family at Christmas time, and we're doing another special because the Halloween special went so well. And people seem to enjoy us talking about favourite movies. So as we are now at December the 20th, with but five days to go, I thought we'd talk about our favourite Christmas movies. These don't need to be movies you set at Christmas, but they can. I showed you my list. So. Yeah, I'm the producer of this show. So, over the next however long it takes us, we will be discussing ten favourite movies each. Okay? Who would like to go first? Because it's not going to be me. So are we going from number ten? Yes, we're going from yeah, number ten. Yeah, ten to one. Countdown. Okay. Did you even listen to our Halloween show? No. Oh. I wasn't in it. Now, <laughs> yeah. th th this is why you are the naughty Yeah, elf. Gobby. Gobby, yes. Right then, who's going to start? Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Sure. Three. Right then. At number, number 10. Actually one of the later movies from the DC Universe, Shazam, the first one. Oh, I hadn't even thought of that one. How was that Christmas? Because the it's set first, at Christmas. The first Shazam movies all set at Christmas. All of it? Yep. The whole thing? The whole thing? Yes. The whole thing. Even the fight scenes are all sent, set in a Christmas village. Yes, like a... Like a Christmas market village kind of thing. Oh, uh, I good it one. Properly. You haven't seen. No, I haven't. How? Come on, no. It's just not cropped up. The only one you can have an excuse for not having seen yet is Aquaman 2, and that's because it's not out until Friday. I did watch Blue Beetle today. And? I thought it was alright. At first, I thought it was a Marvel movie because Sean said it was a Marvel movie and I didn't want to watch it because their movie you, was you really, bad. Yeah. You, you really need to divorce him. <laughs> yeah. But Blue Beetle, decent. Okay. So, fire away. She's on basically the story of how Billy Batson comes across a wizard and gets his powers. Um, it, it's one of he the. He doesn't actually come across a wizard, he's chosen by, by a wizard. wizard because of his purity. Let's get that yeah. straight. I I find it's one of the more fun DC Universe movies. It doesn't take itself too seriously, and also it does have Mister Mind, who is a worm. Mister Mind, the little worm with the radio around his neck. I can't believe you haven't seen this. Mister Mind turns up right at the end. Mm. You're disappointing me. <laughs> one of my favourite of the Captain. Well. <sighs> I keep wanting to call him Captain Marvel because that's what he was known that's as for what it's about called. 80 years. But now they've changed his name to Shazam because of Marvel's Captain Marvel, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, Mr. Mind, the little worm with a radio. Yep. I, 
He is the one action figure that I would like these yes. days. But I don't think they make one. Mm. Are we keeping Wow. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Are we keeping Wow, 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 wow. Right, great. Huh? Great contribution there. Yeah. Sound effects by Tiffany. <laughs> the gobby elf. Now then, any more to say? No, What's no, that, 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 that's not. To be honest, with the first Shazam, there isn't anything bad in it. It's a very light-hearted superhero movie. I think that Zach Levy was the perfect sort of man-child um, it... to, in this because Billy Batson is an orphan child. Well, he's not quite orphan. Yeah. But he's in the system. And he's chosen by an elderly dying wizard called Shazam to be the recipient of these fantastic superpowers, very much like Superman. All he has to do is say Shazam and he changes into a superhero, but not a child superhero. This isn't Superboy. He is the adult with the mind of a child. Yeah. And yeah, the attitudes about of a child. When he grows older and he said Shazam, is he still going to be that same age? Okay, or is he when be he's even older than him? When he's older. Like, if he's a child and he's already in his 30s. Oh, and he's a okay. Yeah? Right. And then he's in his 70s. Okay, I know what you mean. So, you know, when he's say in his 30s, when he goes to Shazam, he is what he will look like. Then it's him that as an adult. Yeah, he is the world's mightiest mortal. So it's him as an adult. So as soon as he's at the adult age, he'll just stay as an adult. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, but is he not going to get older? No. So when he's seventy, he's going to look like he's thirty. When he's no, he'll back. just look seventy. He just looks like an adult Have when they he's. Actually, established this. Or are you two making this up? And are you just being awkward for the hell of it? No, it's a actual question. No, no. This. If this... you're gonna say, if you're gonna make it look like that, then you know, follow through and say what is he gonna look like when he's in his seventies. I don't think they were thinking about that in 1940 when he was. Well, creating. they should have thought more about the character. Do you know, in the 1940s, Shazam for for Fawcett Comics. Was it Fawcett Comics? I think it was. Actually, outsold Superman. Stuff? Yes, it's chocolate stuff in these Christmas donuts that we we are eating. You are. I'm not. Well, yes, this is why I wanted you two to talk. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Are we done on Shazam? Yes. Tiff. Okay. At number ten, I have Daddy's Home Two. Oh, that's a good one. That was going to be the very latest one on my list. I think that is the very latest. Oh, no, it's not. I've got another one higher up. Anyway. No. Uh, no. Yeah, that is the latest one on my list. Is it? Is it? it Who is. knows? It Would is. you like a timeout to sort yourself out? No. Okay. Fine. I made it. this list last night, you know. Well done. Fantastic. I came prepared. Did mine this morning. The day before. My first draft was done on Sunday. I did a draft oh, yesterday. So... Why is it great? <laughs> wow. I was thinking about what to say. And I just went blind. Thank you for that five minute silence. <laughs> it wasn't even five minutes. Five seconds. You said five minutes. Okay, go ahead. Okay, anyway. I like it because... Oh, now I sound like I'm GCSE doing like English exam. I like it because... I just think it's a light-hearted movie with Will Ferrell and 
Is it Max? No. No. What is it? No, I'm gonna let you. No, no, I'm just yourself. gonna see if no, you can get it. Will Ferrell, and who's the other one? Mark Wahlberg. I knew it started with an N. Wow. Um, Good job. Also joining the cast this time, you've got John, John Lithgow as as uh, Will Ferrell's father, yes. and Mel Gibson as Mark Wahlberg's father, and yeah. as the other cool parents, you've got John Cena. Yeah. So I like it because of the different. More so that they've got... The different what? <laughs> Finish your sentence. <laughs> they have different... Obviously they have different um, traditions and stuff like that. It's For two families. Different families coming together. Mm-hmm. And they're showing you that like everyone has different family traditions. But it's also light-hearted. I like it. Okay. It's like Mark Wahlberg and Mel Gibson are the, the cool ones. Yeah. But it was also quite funny that Mel Gibson was even cooler than Mark Wahlberg. Of course. If yeah. You know what I mean? So it was like, it was going back in generations, like the next one's even going to be cooler yeah. than him. Yeah. And you've got John Lithgow, a favourite of ours yeah. from Third Rock and of, uh, from The Sun, as the even more timid parent trying hard to please than, <laughs> so hard isn't it uh, Will Ferrell yeah what do you think about this one I I like the thing that stuck out for me in that one is mainly John Lithgow because he's playing very similar character to what he did in Third Up From The Sun and I like how basically I watched some of them I remember I told you they're good aren't yeah. they yeah I watched them with you yeah. Right, and you remember them. <laughs> wow. You don't remember me obviously sitting next to you and watching them. I don't remember you living here. Wow. Wow. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas to you too. La la da 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 da. How could I forget your noise and your trail of destruction? The only one in this family ever to bring a door off its hinges. Yes. Did you know? I'm going a bit off topic here. I said. I love you. <laughs> To dad, yeah. Yesterday, as I was leaving the shop, do you know what he said? <laughs> Thanks, Steph. I thought he said thank you. And then I looked at him <laughs> and I went, "I said I love you," and he went, "I'm not going to shout it across the shop because there was other people, and I think I embarrassed you." I I, I don't like to show my emotions in public. So I embarrassed dad for the first time. And he still hasn't said... Hang on a second. I love you. <laughs> You've embarrassed me for the first time? Really? You think? Oh, do you think this is not enough? It's not the first time. Oh, no? Ooh, tell me others that I haven't no. <laughs> So, um, I'm still waiting. You have to say I love you to your only daughter. And it does. Okay. it is actually in keeping with how John Lithgow is in Daddy's Home too. Well, okay, I love you, Tiff, but I'm not going to kiss you on the lips like he does. Oh, no, that's a bit uh, There we go, then. Right, is it my turn? Yes. Okay. Um, a film I wasn't too keen on when I first saw it, and there are still bits I have a few problems with, um, despite the director being Steven Spielberg, who can do no wrong. Um, if Steven Spielberg directed a pantomime, it would be Hook. 
set at Christmas. I don't really remember that. Um, Peter Pan is now grown up and played by Robin Williams. Oh, I like him. He's forgotten all about Neverland. Uh, Hook, played by Dustin Hoffman, is after his kids. Uh, Tinkerbell is played by Julia Roberts. Oh, okay. And off they go to... Uh, Hook kidnaps his kids um, from a very snowy, idealised London. Um, very stylized there, some effects by uh, Industrial Light and Magic, and off they soar to Neverland to the rousing theme from John Williams. My only reservation about this film is The Lost Boys, who are sort of a bunch of street hip skateboarding wise guys but to be fair that scene doesn't last that long no uh, the first few times I saw it it seemed to last a little bit shorter every time but um, (coughs) that was the one I didn't like controversially I would say that um, Tim Burton's Art in Wonderland took a lot of the ideas from Hook in not remembering when um Alice went back to Wonderland. How dare you say Tim Burton stole from Steven I didn't say stole, I said borrowed. Well, he didn't write the story though, did he? So he, he didn't steal it. Okay, whoever wrote it, he borrowed from him. Yeah. Alice in Wonderland came first, so wouldn't you say the hook borrowed from that? No. no. Alice in Wonderland was filmed considerably after Hook. That was 2010. I mean the actual book. Now, of that, I'm not too sure. Okay, you yeah. win. But, okay. I'm telling you, the book was way before Hook. I like Dustin Hoffman's Hook in this. It does seem to be a direct sequel to Disney's Hook. Um, I, it's just, just a good movie, apart from The Lost Boys, that I think overdo it a bit. Okay, over to number nine. Steve, who has a mouthful of chocolate donut now. And he's trying to cover his mouth with a napkin. They're not dirty, they're recycled. I I don't like the idea of brown napkins. They're grubby. Anyway. Okay, number nine. Going all out Christmas with Deck the Halls. Okay. I do like that. So I put that on every time I put up the Christmas tree. I always watch. I like to watch Deck the Halls. Christmas weekend. I feel like that is happening currently with my neighbours. Yeah. Basically, it's... You Ma- guys at war? It's Matthew... We're Bo- not at war, but we're the only ones that put lights on. And then, during the time, we keep adding a little bit more. So they'll add a bit more. We'll add a bit more. So they are going to see your lights from the International Space Station eventually. I hope so. It's that is the dream. Danny DeVito and Matthew Broderick going to absolute war over uh, Danny DeVito's Christmas display. Danny DeVito is a... Well, he's a car salesman in it, but he doesn't really... He's gone from job to job, hasn't he, really? And he wants to do something monumental. And he thinks the best thing he can do is to be seen from space. (laughs) 
it, it's quite possibly my favourite uh, Matthew Broderick movie. Whoa! Pull it back there a little bit, champ. What about War Games? It's probably my favourite Matthew Broderick movie. Who's Ferris he? Bueller. Uh, the, the optician. Oh, okay. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, yeah. That wasn't a bad one. No. Um, no, Deck the Halls still. But I, oh, I watch Deck the Halls every year. Okay. And you recommend it? Oh, definitely. And you the, recommend it? I've seen it once or yeah. twice. Yeah. I enjoy it. Yes. It, it, um, it's the fact that it's when they're going to war with each other, just how quickly it escalates and how completely unreasonable Danny DeVito is to everything in it. Like any time we disagree with Tim. Yeah. Yeah. What? <coughs> Who's Danny DeVito in the situation? No. You would be Danny DeVito. Yeah. Why were you... Danny DeVito's... Small? Yeah. Yeah. So, I know Danny DeVito's small. I thought what? you were asking who he was, isn't it? No! Oh! She's asking who she is in the situation. Oh! Oh, you're Danny DeVito. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> yeah, definitely. Unreasonable? Yeah. Quick to anger. That, that's all come from you, to be fair. I am the most laid-back person I know. Ask anyone. Do you only know yourself, then, in this situation? Ask anybody. Really? Uh, right. Oh, it's my turn now. No, it's my turn! Fill her off! Hang on, I thought you... Oh, yeah. Deck the horse was yours. Yeah. Okay, carry on. Carry on. Apologise. I am sorry to you, Gobby. Carry on. At number nine, I have National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh. See, that's my fifth one. I changed it. Hmm. I do love this movie. There was one time at work, okay, well, a few times at work, but there was somebody that had a car like his. A station wagon? Yes. Okay. And I said, because it was a Volvo, yeah, I said, every time I see it, I think about this movie. I don't know if he was happy or not, and then he, he carried on to say, I don't know what movie you're talking about. <laughs> So I don't think he was happy with it. You think, it. think there's a bit of denial going on there? <laughs> um, again, it's just a bit of... Plot? Like Daddy's Home 2, where you've got more family members coming in and everything's good. If there's a bit of chaos going on. There's a whole lot of chaos going on. Well, yeah. But the Griswolds, um, Clark Griswold, is determined to have that the perfect best Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. We are going to be the happiest bunch of a holes this side <laughs> of the loony bin. Uh, yeah. 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 And then um, this is the one with the cat. No, it's not. No, it's not. Yes. Yeah. It's, it yes. is. Yes, it is. I uh, also think about another movie with a cat. The one that bites through the Christmas tree. Yeah. Lights. Yes. Yeah. Is this also the one with a squirrel in the tree? Um, I, yes. I yeah. Yeah. Because it had me in hysterics from the opening scene where they go out. Is that car thing that they, the opening scene was with yeah, the car? With the car. Anger. Yeah. The, the, the road rage and the ending up under the low loader trailer. Yeah. <laughs> when I look back, when I watch that 
moving now, yeah, I think sometimes, ooh, that might be me when I'm driving from work. <laughs> I really yeah, I've seen you drive home from work. To, to yeah. be honest, I really need to rewatch that one again this year. It's okay. So I watch it every year. Well, we are running out of time, guys. So yeah. Watch these movies. Okay, is it my turn now? Yes, it is. Okay. You may. You're going to be surprised. Number nine, a Lethal Weapon. It's not a Christmas movie. It is a couple of days before Christmas. So it's not a Christmas movie. Um, somebody goes flying off a hotel balcony to her death we are instantly in a drugs case with aging cop Roger Murtor played by Danny Glover and a new cop not new on the scene but new to this precinct has been transferred from place to place to place ex-special ops Martin Riggs Played by Mel Gibson. Another Mel Gibson? Yes. He plays a lot of Christmas movies. Now um, she admits it's a Christmas movie. Thank you. And, of course, you know, um, they've got differing styles. They find out that the CIA are still running drugs as they used to during the Vietnam War. And they... Can, they trace back to where the criminals are. You've got Roger Murtaugh who has never ever fired his gun in the line of duty. You've got um, Mel Gibson as Riggs who's so close to the edge his toes are dangling off. Uh, more of a ballsy action guy martial arts expert but he has a death wish because his wife was killed in a car crash shortly before the film begins a couple of years and Christmas is very very hard for him and they find common ground and um, basically they get on from there it's it's one of the best action movies yeah. of the 80s and it begat three sequels and I, I, I just love it, it's, it's a fantastic movie you don't even need, it's one of those Christmas movies that you don't even need to watch at Christmas. Helps though. Oh yeah, it does help. But it's Christmas but in LA, you, so it's always sunny. What, oh, would you watch that in summer? Have done. You can't watch a Christmas movie in summer. Well, you know, you you can. No, because I don't watch the Elf during summer. Okay, but would you watch Iron Man three in summer? No. Why not? Because it's set at Christmas. Uh-huh. Well, that doesn't prove my point, nope. so it's over to speed <laughs> for number eight. Number eight, we shall take a train ride. Polar Express. Yes. Polar Express, the story where a child is basically losing his faith in Christmas and Santa Claus... Have either of you lost your faith in Christmas? No. Good. You? No, I still get presents. Okay. Um, I still get pyjamas from Santa. That, that, <laughs> <laughs> that's basically all the North Pole does these, these days is pyjama deliveries. <laughs> your mother still buys you pyjamas? No. Mother oh, sorry, Santa still buys you pyjamas? Yes. She doesn't buy me pyjamas. No, Santa does. Yeah. Yeah, okay. 
And basically this this, this um, mysterious train turns up and he's got a, a ticket which he almost loses. No, he doesn't almost a lose it. magic ticket, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, it just appears in his pocket. Uh, the conductor's played by Tom Hanks and it's basically a journey from his house to the North Pole to see um, Santa's workshop, Santa Claus. And Aerosmith. Yes. Um, as elves. There's kind of a... There's a bit of a disturbing scene on it with the kind of... the forgotten toys from the previous Christmas. Um, with, like, puppets and stuff that are kind of deranged. There's a ghost in the train as well. Oh, the hobo on yeah. the roof. Yeah. <laughs> but what I really like about it is just the scenes with the train going up the mountain. Mm. That in particular... The train st- going through yeah. the snow... With the wolves. Yeah. Yeah. I admit that when I first watched it, because this is... It's quite an old movie now, isn't it? At least... I would say it's about 20 years. Easy. Wow. It's definitely not a current movie. No. When I That's first... an old movie now, is it? Wow. I say around 2003. When I first watched it, I wasn't a fan, only because I didn't like... The anim- how they did the animation and CGI. Yeah, it's the it the was, only criticism I, came... I have these days is the eyes in it. Exactly, mm. the eyes literally have no soul. Yeah, but when I've come to watch it again in the last few years, I come to like it a little bit more every time. Yes. <laughs> Okey dokey. Uh, Tiffany, number eight. It's a 2004 film. Oh, okay. So it's 19 years old. So 20 next year. Yeah. We're just waiting for uh, Tiff to put her phone away. At number eight, I have Christmas with the Cranks. Oh, Jamie Lee Curtis and the guy who voices Buzz Lightyear. Tim Tim Allen. Tim Allen, yes. So they decide because their daughter has gone away and I think she does some Bible something. Can't remember. Um, it's something to do with... She's in Africa, isn't she? Yeah, but it's something to Not do with... Not doing missionary work. Yeah. Some Bible something. <laughs> I forget the finer details, okay? Forgive me. <laughs> Anyway, swiftly on. They decide to simply skip Christmas. Uh, They decide to go on a holiday, on a yacht, a cruise holiday, and they decide to skip all the Christmas traditions, all the donating money, and spend all this money that they would save. By going on holiday, he proposed that he would then save money. But then, obviously, living in like a an estate sort of cul-de-sac thing in the suburban area, all his neighbours are wanting him to have the Christmas decorations. They want what is it? Snow- frosty. They want frosty on the roof. Yeah. Um. I had a little moment where I felt like I was the Franks. 
this year. <laughs> the amount of lights you have on your house. Wouldn't you have been the so, neighbours okay. pressuring them I'm, to put their lights up? No, 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 no. I may come and I, I may be unliked by some people after telling you this story, okay? What have you done? Confess to me, daughter. Every year... It's alright, the mic's on pause. This isn't recording. <laughs> Every year, Santa comes on this... On the back of a car, basically, to the village. Yeah, to collect for charity. What have you done? I didn't have any money on me. You gave him an IOU? No, I just simply didn't answer the door. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and it's not for charity, it's for the school. Oh, okay. So they get the kids. They get enough money anyway. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's always, it's always for the school. I have donated before. Granted, I haven't. Sean has. I have never donated before. And <laughs> <laughs> they run... <laughs> well, the Christmas spirit is deep in you, isn't it? <laughs> they were at the door, and I was yeah. like, I just won't bother. And then they still stood at the door, then they rung the doorbell. Then oh, they rung were, the... you, were your lights on? Yeah, but you can't Could they see, see the shape of you? And no, the no, 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 my blinds were all closed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean that. Oh, this is getting worse and worse and worse. I close my blinds at night anyway. They okay. rang the doorbell twice. Had your neighbours, like, you know... I don't think any neighbours... ...told on you that you were there. Well, I kind of thought that they might think I was out with the dog, but I'd just been out with the dog and I scurried on back in because... Oh, I saw her come back with the dog not five minutes ago. Of course she's in there. Ring again. Twice they rang the doorbell. Oh, persistence. Yeah. I was watching them as well. I don't know. Oh, the no. Where ring... were you watching them from? Please the ring me. doorbell app. This gets worse. And then I told Sean, I was like, they're still here. To any members of our roundtable or their associates who may be listening, I can only apologise for the uncharitableness of um, <coughs> Gobby, my now Scrooge-like elf. I did everything is contactless, okay? They should go around with a little, you know, Tuppence tap here. Well, they go into areas that have very weak signal or none no, at all. No, they were around the village. The village has a signal. I know that village has a sucky Tuppence signal. So, Tuppence. they should go around with a please tap here to donate. <coughs> oh my god. Get with the times, people. So, okay, you made Santa cry. Right. No, I didn't. Out of money I raised for... See, here's where the... Where Virtue signalling alert. Here's where it's a dodgy line, yeah? If yeah. you were collecting money for a dog rescue... Yeah. I'd give them all my money. <laughs> all your money? Not all of it, a good amount. Fair. 10p. No, more than 10p. Okay, 15. No. Right, okay, are we done with yep. Christmas with the cracks? <laughs> yes, okay. Okay. Oh, but the daughter comes back, by the way. Yes. And then they all trying to, as a community, they try and gather everything up to make Christmas special for a daughter work for when she comes back. Just to end that. 
My number eight. I will tolerate no argument on this. Don't you start with me, and I'm looking at you. If you've got Die Hard, that's not a Christmas movie. It's Die Hard. Of course it's a Christmas movie. It's set at Christmas. It's Christmas Eve. How is it not a Christmas movie? It's not. Bruce Willis. Yes. Does not do Christmas movies. Yes, he does. He He's done two. Yeah. Die Hard, Die Hard two. No. Die yes. Harder. No. Yes. There's no. no there's it's a Christmas, Christmas tree. Eve. It's not a Christmas he's, movie. He's flown from New York, where he is a cop, to Los Angeles, to spend Christmas with his estranged wife and their kids. He's gone to the Nakatomi Plaza, where she works, and it's overrun by terrorists. Yeah, it's a Christmas Okay, movie. so it's Christmas it's not Eve. A Christmas movie. They interrupt a Christmas party. party. Okay? Not. When he gets one of the terrorists, kills him, he ties him up in a chair, sends him down in a lift, and the message he writes is Ho, 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 now I have a gun. It's Christmas. They even open it up with Christmas songs. It's they even play. The credits with Let It Snow, Let It Snow, Let It Snow. It's and a Christmas it movie. In LA? Well, there was a lot of dust around because which after it, building it, it was destroyed. Which looked no. like snow. Yes. No. Don't start with me. It's not a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie it's and you know it. It's not a Christmas movie. You need to at least it's... name another two Christmas movies because your Christmas list is not full of Christmas movies. Oh no, there are films there that I associate with having watched them first at Christmas and I can only watch them at Christmas. Which have nothing to do with Christmas. And they're here and they're coming, but baby. But you watch Lethal, Lethal Weapon not at Christmas. I know. That makes what no I... sense. In the words of the Shaft theme song, I'm a complicated man, but no one understands me but my woman. Harley. Man doesn't <laughs> understand you. Oh, that's true. I <laughs> Could be on about Harley. Yeah. Harley does not understand you. She does. Harley knows. She doesn't. So die hard at number eight for me. Number seven, Steve. Terrible. This is kind of I. It's a Christmas movie, but I kind of think it's a bit of a black comedy. Okay. The Santa Claus. What do you mean black comedy? A comedy that's very dark and inappropriate. Yeah. And you're laughing at something that shouldn't be laughed at. I'm looking forward to his explanation of this. I've seen it once. Yeah, with Tim Allen. How is that black comedy? Right, now that you've asked. You went there. <coughs> you only you went seen there it once. Right. Yeah. You have Tim Allen basically... I've avoided it since. Why? You don't like it? That's all right. You have um, Ooh, Tim Allen play a character called uh, Scott Calvin, who's basically works at a toy company set coming up with ideas for different toys and <coughs> it's Christmas Eve, he's coming back, he's a divorced parent and his child Charlie starts again to ask if it's does Santa Claus exist or not they hear a noise uh, Santa Claus falls off the roof and dies because Scott Calvin's gone out there and if you kill Santa Claus, you then become Santa Claus if you put on his coat. You've got to take his place. Yeah. So, 
kind of, in a way, <coughs> being Santa Claus is a curse. It, oh, oh, it gets way darker than that. I, okay. Even even by my standards, thinking, whoa, and I didn't pick this up until last year. It's the claws of Santa. Yeah, th- he's got all these clauses. <coughs> and yeah. throughout the year, he's becoming Santa Claus, gaining weight, going to North Pole, you know, literally becoming the character. It's a line at the end that Charlie says when the... Um, oh... His wife's now either partner or husband says to Charlie, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he looks at his dad and says, I'm going to be in the family business. So obviously he's planning to kill his dad to become Santa Claus. Oh my goodness. Okay. No, that doesn't mean he's going to be the family. That doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to kill his dad. It does. No, family business could <coughs> mean anything from... Pajama maker? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's okay. a black... What do you think about the TV series? What TV series? The Santa Claus. Santa Claus. There's two seasons. There was one. Two seasons. Okay. I haven't watched the second right. season. The first season, I quite liked, especially the message at the end. With giving, like, memories for Christmas. Of, right. like, I quite like that. I've seen season two... Um, wasn't that much of a fan. It was very Game of Thrones. What? About. I don't want spoilers. Um, no. Okay. Was there nudity and sex in it? No, but they had the Mad Santa. Okay. So, watch it and get back to me. Okay then. So, yeah. At number seven. <laughs> there were sequels to that, weren't there? <laughs> two, two and three. three. How yeah. do they match up to the original? Two is, find, is finding the Mrs. Claus, which is like a rom-com. It isn't that bad. Number he th- has to find a Mrs. Claus. Yeah, a wife, basically. Because there's so many clauses, and if he doesn't find a Mrs. Claus by Christmas Eve, that means he's yeah. not going to be Santa anymore. Okay. So uh, he's on a time limit to find... To find a woman, date a woman, marry a woman before Christmas. And on Santa Claus 3, he's in a battle to save Christmas against Jack Frost. But he he beats Jack Frost, obviously. Jack Frost takes over the North Pole. But he didn't do that good a job at it. Santa Claus had to come back. Right then. (laughs) Number seven, Tiffany. Edward Scissorhands. Is he... I'm going to be more merciful with you than you were with me. Because that is not a Christmas nope. movie, but it's a film that I like to watch between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Purely because. It, no, it's not. Yes, it it has a scene set at Christmas. But it's set at Christmas. Not all of it. No, one no. scene. Lisa Lappin is all set at Christmas. Yes, it is. Yeah. No, it's not. Because the whole case takes about three days. No. And it finishes on Christmas Day. No. After the bad guys have. Trash. Trying to finish some Christmas Day, then it's not a Christmas movie, is it? Carry on. Carry on. There's a scene on Christmas. You're on num- Oh, yeah. Yeah. With the snow. Yes. Yes. And they're decorating the tree. And do a snow angel. Yes. Yes. Now, are you okay. going to give anything away right. about the plot of this film? Okay. So, a man creates... A, it's almost like Frankenstein... 
Where a man creates. Just whoa. <laughs> what in the goddamn blue hell do you mean a man creates? That's Vincent Price. Oh, yeah, sorry. Vincent Price. Yeah. Creates Edward Scissorhands, but he dies before being able to finish. Spoiler alert. His creation. Well, that, 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 well in that case, the spoiler's in the name, isn't it? Because he's got scissors for hands. No, no. Oh. Yes, yeah, Stephen. <laughs> Thank you for now releasing my hand. Yeah. So he, he then has scissors for oh, hands. Oh, and who plays Edward Scissorhands, Tiff? Johnny Depp. Thank you. We've got to always eat these details out of it. I didn't know that people would need to know the characters. Well, if they haven't seen the movie, yes. Well, of course, if I say it's a Tim Carry Burton on. movie, they'll be like, oh, I bet Johnny Depp's in it. Where's Helen with Bottom McCartner? Bottom McCartner. <laughs> Bottom McCartner. Wow. What is her name? <laughs> Helen Bottom Carter. Bonham Carter, okay. I always struggle to say that. Wow. Wow, exactly. <laughs> no okay, carry on. To her. Well, that's mighty big of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then a woman who sells Avon. Well, not Avon, because they don't actually mention Avon, no. do they? It's yeah, just. They do. do they? Avon I thought calling. I thought it was just somebody like that. No, that there wasn't she any says, product placement. I'm pretty sure she says Avon calling. I'm not too sure. Anyway, carry on. Well, somebody I, goes door to door selling cosmetics. Yes. Yes, Avon. And then she <laughs> goes. Oh, yeah. There are other cosmetics available, apparently. <laughs> no, Avon. <laughs> <laughs> and she sees this mansion. I don't understand yet. Why she is the only one that's looked up, okay, and saw the mansion and decided, oh, they I'm all go know up there. that the mansion is there, it's just that nobody goes near it. Why, though? Because it's all overgrown and unfriendly yeah. looking, kind of like the Adams family house. Basically, the people and in they that think town. It's deserted. And the people in that town aren't us. No. Yeah, but why do kids not go up there to explore? Because they're not us. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, okay. Anyway. You sure are criticising this very harshly for a film that you're supposed mm. to like. And no, I'm just seeing the flaws in it, okay? She goes up and she comes across Edward Scissorhands. For some reason, she Who brings lives him... there by himself. Yes. Well, that was kind of, you know, sort of whatever the word is. Implied? Implied, thank you. Because Vincent Price has died. Do you remember? Yes, I know. Okay, fine. It's on so... Blu-ray right over there. Right, so the you, should, is just behind you me. should know that she says Avon calling. No, I don't remember that. But wow, anyway, carry you on. Pay more attention to the movies carry and I'll fall asleep. Well, you know what? At least I know Helena Bonham Carter's name. <laughs> she brings him down uh, to a family home. She gives him a place to live, and then he then shows different skills. So at first he's hedge cutting, and then everybody's on a phase that everybody wants. To Not hedge actually cut. hedge cutting. He's creating topiary. Is that what it's called? Yes, yeah. when you sculpt things out of a hedge. How did you know what that was called? Because I used to go to school. It's what it's always been called. Where does it come up in school? Mathematics. Are you okay in the head? No. <laughs> Why would it come up in mathematics? First thing that came to mind. <laughs> I don't know, it's just one of those things that I know. You know, like... You don't do so. You're not even a landscaper. You don't 
do anything outside. You don't have to be a landscaper to do topiary. I use outside as a means of getting from one building to another. I could do topiary if I wanted to. I just don't want to. Okay, you learn something every day. (laughs) When we were in Universal and we saw the sort of topiary bits, I even pointed that out to you and called it topiary when we were at Universal. Was I listening? I, who knows, <laughs> who knows, who knows. Um, it sounds like a very good movie. Sounds like no to me. Yeah. 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 Okay. He then progresses on to doing haircuts. Uh-huh. And then he tries to, he progresses on in the movie and tries to get a salon for himself. Everybody loves him. And then it kind of, with the woman's, daughter there seems to be some sort of romance going on there but she also has played by mm. it begins with a w winona rider winona wow tiff when Weo- did you last see this film winona rider winona, winona. how is it win this w i n <laughs> Win like Windows. O N A. Well done. Winona, it took me a while, okay, but she is the mum in Stranger Things. I've only seen season one. Wow. Get with the times. Uh, She turns up in season one as the mum. Oh! Wow, so you didn't even notice that was her. May have taken the nap. Oh boy. Okay, wow. let's move straight on to, I don't know, about Act 2 of Edward Scissorhands. Act <laughs> 2. Um, some romance. I'm just thinking back where I was like. Yeah, he, he has kind of a romance with the Winona Ryder character, who is the daughter of the lady who has kind of unofficially adopted him. Yeah. Much to the chagrin of this other guy who likes her and basically sets him up he edward scissorhands accidentally um causes a minor cut to the winona rider character and basically there's a mob after him yeah but is it it is very frankensteinian yeah yeah that yeah. he's misunderstood yeah yeah but isn't it just odd how something minute happens something very tiny happens and then all of a sudden everyone turns against him yeah it kind of implies that they never really trusted him in the first place because he was different it's a film about alienation more than anything else but it's also just the fact that it's again like set in a uh like a neighborhood yeah. Like a close knit neighborhood. A bit and like even the at the even at Where the start, conforms. when even at the start, yeah. you know, all the men left in the cars at the same time yeah. Yeah. and everything. They're all like, mowing so their you, lawns yeah, at the same if time. If you ever do anything different, no. then people are watching you. I reckon that's why we don't fit into where we live, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like yeah. that. Yeah. We are kind of like the Adams family. Yeah. Um Is that, yeah, is that it for that. you? Yes. Okay. Was that the first Tim Burton film that you really liked? It, what, is that the one that drove you to I think such a fan? so, you yeah. know, yeah. 
I kind of remember it that way. Yeah, because we used to watch this, Edward Scissorhands, more on after Thanksgiving dinner. Yes, we did. Yep. At least once. Yeah. Uh, number seven for me is The Family Stone. Oh, I do like The Family Stone. The Family Stone is... It's hard to describe. It's kind of comedic. But what appeals to me and the other kind of comedy that we have, uh, on my list anyway, is the fact that it's authentic. The performances are authentic. You can relate to those people. The, the, the Stones are quite a close-knit family. I mean, they, they, they have uh, one son who's who's you know big in business apparently we don't know exactly what he does he's got a girlfriend they're living in new york i think or it could be chicago i don't know but he wears a suit he wears a suit so and he is perfectly groomed yeah. and uh sarah jessica parker plays his girlfriend and she's going home with him for the holidays they've never met her the the daughter has but the daughter is kind of saying some mean things about her and the family have already decided that she is kind of a figure of fun and they're not going to take her too seriously, which is a lot of what families do with an outsider. Um, it's a build-up to Christmas. The, the mother is fighting a losing battle with cancer. The father's trying to hold everything together. There's a wayward brother... Um, it all comes together. Relationships will change. It's at times hilariously funny. At times it's quite tragic and really sad, but it's always relatable. Mm. And it never jumps the shark and becomes silly and improbable and oh god all these things couldn't happen to this one film family at christmas it's it's a it's a christmas film and it's a christmas comedy but it's not the same type of christmas comedy as for example national lampoon's yeah. christmas vacation mm. or deck the halls <coughs> that's my take yeah. on it i saw it once and i didn't know that it was a christmas film I don't think it's actually advertised as a Christmas film when it came I out. I bought it. Um, it's got the bought it from Blockbusters, yeah. I think. The actually. case is just a middle finger, isn't it? With no, the it's ring not. On. No, it's not. I thought it was that. The case is a montage of shots of the cast. You're, that's, no, there's another one. That, oh, another. The cover you're thinking so, is the image they use on Disney Plus. Yeah. The finger with just the ring. Yeah, it's a finger just with a ring. Um. It's authentic, and I, I just like it for that reason. And as I was saying, I, I bought it in the summer um, you know, when blockbusters, you could pick up X-Rentals, and um, I, I, I just fell for the film right there, right then. And it's been one of our perennial Christmas favourites ever since. I've not really watched it until recently. Didn't you watch it with us when you were living here? I might have, but I might have not remembered it. It, it didn't. Yeah. It didn't come up that 
it when you hear it, what didn't come up that often. Yeah, it wasn't okay. something we watched every year, no. so it didn't kind of engrave into my memory. Okay, number six, Fire Steve. Okay, number six is probably the latest one on any of the lists. Okay. And I'm going with Violent Night. Oh, what? last Violent movies. Night. You're going to love this. It's on Sky Go. I haven't watched it. It's... Is it a Christmas movie? Yeah. Yes. You're, you're going to love it. Is it a movie just out of Christmas or is it actually no, a no, movie? No, 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 no. You're going to love it. Okay. This family... Fact, I insist you watch it before This Christmas. family goes into... Oh, this They house. are a very, very rich, rich family. Yeah. Kind of rich on the level of the Kennedys. Yeah. They've got so America. much money. And they have their own private compound, their land, which have armed security there. Yeah. And basically... They're it, a horrible family. And basically mm. you have a criminal kind of gang, like organisation, like terrorist, terrorist group, take them hostage. However... Because they know that they've got a, a private vault with millions yeah. in it that they have stolen from charity, that they've embezzled. Oh, okay. Santa Claus turns up at the house. Because the little girl, yeah. the, the, the granddaughter on the nice of list. the matriarch, is, is, is on the lake, on the... Um, nice list. Nice yeah. list. She makes a Christmas wish that Santa come and help her. And it's not kind of, you know, like someone dressing up as Santa Claus to help or something. It's in the film, it's actually It is Santa. actually Santa Claus. And but he's, he's, he's a drunk down on that yeah. one of the time, and he's he, he just hammered when he gets and this message. he actually goes to all-out war with this terrorist group, to a point that some parts are even like Home Alone. Yeah, he's <laughs> armed with a sledgehammer. Yeah. And he's taking out these terrorists. It's as he, if Die Hard, the Bruce Willis character, is Father Christmas. Okay. He even so, uses Christmas tree decorations as weapons. Yes. So what was it called again? Violent, Violent Night. Night. It came out last Christmas, yeah. but we weren't able to see yeah. it. And it's on um, Sky. Sky Movies now. Yeah. Uh, other movie channels are available, but they might not have Violent Night, so get that subscription in. Hey, Sky, he will me. So that, I'd say that's actually the latest Christmas that, uh, film. That has to be. Yeah. That has to be. <laughs> but I, I really recommend you watch it. We watched it a couple of weeks ago. We loved it. Yeah. Okay. That, for me, Violent Night is going to become one of the uh, regular rotation Christmas movies. Yeah, it has to be. So... Number six, yeah? Yes. Okay, my number six is, and this would say, from a young age, it started to be my annual Christmas movie that I had to watch. I had it on VHS. Yes. Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas. Oh, that alarm clock. No, what? That alarm clock that came with the video. I don't think it did. It did. did because you had it for Christmas with the alarm clock. Was that alarm clock was an old-fashioned one that was, was so loud? It was, yeah. Do you remember my <coughs> alarm clock? I do. <laughs> Where is it now? I don't know. I don't know. No... Did what? you break it? No, I never broke it. I, I've got no idea. Where I don't is know. it? Possibly at your house somewhere. No. I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know. 
I, I just assumed you took it with you. No. Anyway, it, it compiles of three short stories to make one big movie. And the three short stories are... First, it starts with Donald Duck and yeah. his Stewie... Huey, Dewey and Louie. Yeah, there we go. Thank <coughs> you. Stewie, Louie and Dewey. Yeah. So there's no Stewie? No. Oh, <laughs> That's family guy. Family guy. <laughs> <laughs> and how they wish upon a star that Christmas was every day. And then, obviously, with Christmas being every day, the wish happened. Christmas was every day. They realised, actually, how boring it is and that it's only special because it's only for one day a year. And it's the exact same gifts every yeah, day. every day. It's like Groundhog Day. Every day. Uh, the second movie is Goofy and his son. What's his son called? Um, carry on, I'll think of it. Okay. Goofy and Max. his son. Max, thank you. Goofy and his son Max. He, Max loses sort of the faith of Santa Claus because who's the bad guy? Pete. Pete, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Tiff, I watched this so many times in VHS. I'm just terrible with names. Pete puts it in his head that Santa's not real and that is basically. Um, impossible to for one man to deliver all those presents all over the world um so then they set up a trap to try and, or they sit on the roof to try and find or see santa claus they fall asleep and goofy falls off the roof um but yeah eventually they do see santa claus and his face has been restored thank you <laughs> <laughs> So you forget names and you forget words. <laughs> and okay. somehow I know what the words yes. are. <laughs> What's the third story? I'm intrigued now. The third story is a Mickey story where Mickey wants to buy Minnie a really nice gift. Minnie wants to buy Mickey a really nice gift. Mickey is saving the money. He works for... Is it Pete again? Pete. Okay, it's works for Pete, but different story you know with um selling christmas trees there was a poor family that comes in and they couldn't afford the eight footer tree for how many hundreds he wanted to sell it for and mickey finds a tree from the back and it's perfect but pete is annoyed then because his money has gone down the drain his profits are yeah down. He, he's yeah it went down the drain and he wasn't happy so all the tips that mickey made that day to pay for Minnie's present, Pete took to break even, basically. Minnie was hopefully going to get a pay, like a Christmas bonus for working so hard at the toy factory, but her Christmas bonus was a fruitcake. Oh, God. Yeah. And so what they decided to do separately is... Mickey decided to trade in his harmonica, his precious harmonica, and Minnie wanted to buy a case for his harmonica. Minnie decided to um, sell her precious lock watch it sort of thing. Lock yeah, her, her like um, locket. Yeah. Locket, yeah. 
Um, but Mickey wanted to buy her a chain for it. So they decided to separately sell their prized possessions to be able to get the other person a good gift for their prized possessions. You know, this is the most detailed synopsis of a movie you've given in the past 50... Oh, one hour and one minute. I've watched this movie a lot of times. She, watched, she watched it, not just at Did Christmas. Did she used to watch it in the summer? Yes. No, okay. I never. You watched it a lot. No, I never. Not at, Christmas, uh, not at summer. Have you watched it every day? No, I didn't. I watched it a lot during Christmas. Like, I... a few times during Christmas. Okay. My number six. When it came out, it was critical acclaim. It became a firm favourite, but people have attacked it for being an anti-Christmas film. It's not anti-Christmas. It's an anarchic Christmas film. Okay. Okay? I don't even know what anarchic means. Um, against all law and order. Oh, okay. Stuff like that. Uh, oh, like anarchy. Yes. Yeah. Fine, okay. Oh, my God. Use math. So... <laughs> the clues are... Don't expose them to daylight. Oh. Gremlins! Don't feed them after midnight. That is a Christmas movie. You can't don't get, get them wet. much more of a Christmas movie than Gremlins. Yeah, but people said it was anti-Christmas. How uh, is it anti-Christmas? I think the, the scene that they were picking up on was when the Phoebe Cates character uh, says why she hates Christmas because her father dressed up as Christmas and got stuck in the chimney and they smelt him in January. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it says a lot about this family that every time we play this movie, that scene elicits giggles. But you've got a uh, country and western singer, Hoyt Axton, in Chinatown, right, buying, looking for a curiosity kind of thing for um, his son. And he gets this little, little gremlin kind of thing. The son doesn't follow the rules. The, the little gizmo, the gremlin, Mogwai. Um, I wish I had the gizmo. As a pet. You'd have bathed him. Yeah. Uh, they, 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 they multiply, and the new ones are kind of evil. They con the kid into feeding, feeding them after midnight. They mutate into these leathery, lizardy-like things, and you know, away from their furry little lovable guys, and. They are trying to take over this typical small town kind of thing. Actually, the same set on the Universal backlot that was used to film It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. And it's just a fantastic film. I like it. Um, it's a Steven Spielberg production directed by Joe Dante. You've got cameos by a lot of the usual... Joe Dante people, including on this occasion Spielberg himself. You've got the Time Machine. You've got Robbie the Robot. You know, it's 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 just a good Christmas fable. Um, 
Yeah, that's definitely my my number five. And I've watched it more Christmases than I have failed to watch it ever since it came out. Yeah. So, (laughs) uh, we are now on to five, aren't we? Yes. Stephen, (coughs) what's your fifth, lad? The top five. Number five. This is getting exciting. Are you excited, Tiff? Yeah, but I'm also looking at your books now. This is... Do you always... Do you ever take a book off this... Off these shelves to read? Yeah. When? It does quite often. When I read them. What book are you reading now off the shelf? Um, I'm not reading anything off that shelf right now. I'm reading the graphic novel, um, Batman, Noel. Number five is a... Well, it's not actually a set at Christmas at all. But it's a film that I remember for years watching every Christmas Eve on the Bravo channel. I think it's before we had Sky Digital. Okay. And it's, When Bravo was good. Oh, actually, when Bravo existed. And it's The Wizard of Oz. I don't remember no, this house without a Sky. It never, never was. We got Sky about five weeks yeah. before Steve was born. It wasn't Bravo, it was TNT yeah. movies. And basically, it's the, what I really like with The Wizard of Oz is how the opening part of the film is completely black and white. It is. Isn't it? No, it's not. There's a sepia tone on it. I thought it was black and white. Giving every, everything a sort of... Uh, makes it look like an old photograph, like a sort of uh, brownish tint. Okay. Well, pretty much a black and white, but with a sepia yeah. tone. Yeah. And you have Toto the dog who's getting into trouble yet again with the... Hood. Margaret Hamilton yeah. as the witch. And she's threatening to get rid of the dog. Yeah. So Dorothy goes on the run. There's a twister that pretty much turns up and destroys everything and takes her to... The Wonderland. magical land of yeah. Oz. Oz. Where Wonderland. everything is in glorious technicolour. And she lands on the Wicked Witch of the East. Yes. And gets the emerald slippers. She Excuse me. Ruby slippers. Ruby emerald slippers. Because they are going to the Emerald City. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, emerald and red. Same thing. Anyway. Emerald is green. Yeah. I'll do the math. Are you colourblind? <laughs> it's all in the math. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> Are you okay, Matt? No. Um, they're, they're, she's welcomed by the Munchkins. Little midgets. Uh, who represent the Lollipop League. Mm-hmm. And I can actually do a good impersonation of the Lollipop Go League. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. We represent the Lollipop League. The Lollipop League. The Lollipop League. Better if you could say represent. And we want you. <laughs> Hey Steve, you remember the cinema the other day? We um, we went in to watch uh, Godzilla minus one. Yeah. And there was a challenge. You know the advertising jingle they have for ICs. No. Okay, I'll tell it to you in a second. He had to repeat that exact phrase five times rapidly. And quickly and, 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 and faultlessly. Okay. Okay. 
the advertising jingle is Swizzle Fizzle Freshy Freeze. Oh, okay. Go for it. Freshy Freeze, sorry. Swizzle Fizzle Freshy Freeze. Fizzle, fizzle, freshy. Faster. Yeah, no, I'm getting my head around the okay, word. Okay, Stephen, go for it. Fizzle, 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 with the whis- you do it then. Swizzle, fizzle, freshy fees. 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 Right. Back to the you Wizard... You didn't do it fast enough. Shut up. Back to the Wizard <laughs> of Oz. Yes, Wizard of Oz. She's then on her journey and she meets the Tin Man who... That's the Tin Man who... No, 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 no. First of all, she meets a Scarecrow. Why isn't this Oh, yeah, the... The scarecrow wants a heart, doesn't she? No I brain. Think of it. It's a yeah, brain. Yeah. The scarecrow wants, wants a, a brain. brain. The tin man wants, wants a, a heart. heart, and the lion wants courage. That's right. And she wants to find her way yeah. to Oz and to get the, to get home. And they all follow the yellow brick road. Yes. But the wicked witch is after them because yes. she killed their sister. Now, sister. The thing is. As it transpires, it was all a dream. Yeah. Because all of these characters are people she's met during the I have a confession to make. You didn't realise that? Not until about a year ago. It's kind of in rule all all over again, isn't it? It's a plot twist. It's kind of what? Kind of in rule. Oh. Okay. Now, to me, that is a quintessential Christmas film. Because now it has to be about 1974. I'd have been about 14. Um, it was shown on the BBC on Christmas Day afternoon, and I'd never seen it before, but I'd heard about it. And it's a film that I—it was the BBC's big Christmas movie that year, and. It failed utterly at the box office when it was first released in 1939. But TV showings, especially around Christmas time, have made it a Christmas movie in the eyes of millions of people around the world. <coughs> Tiff, want to weigh in on this? Wizard of Oz? Yes. I haven't watched it for a few years now. Yeah? But I really like the red shoes, still, as a black adult. Okay. <laughs> Thank so you. So you like the ruby slippers? They're not ruby slippers if they've got a bit of height. Well, that's what they call is a, they call them the ruby slippers. Yeah, but they're not slippers, though, are they? So that's like well, a technical, not. Uh, technical flaw. I think one of the favourite things I've got in the film is the flying monkeys. Yeah. Oh, I do like the flying monkeys. Yeah. Out, um, to to attack them. Yeah, that is that is a good one. Yeah, that's a very good one. So that was your number five. five. My number five is Love Actually. I feel it in my body. Something. Christmas is all around me. And so the feeling goes. Oh my goodness. Okay. (laughs) I watched this last, I think it was last Christmas. Yeah. 
Last Christmas I gave you my heart. Then I cried Kali Ma. That was an Indiana Jones example too. This year, the semi frontier. I'll give it to someone special. (laughs) Thank you. You're not supposed to do that. Um, I like it. Yes, it's a it's a good British comedy. I like the fact that you've got multiple stories going at the same time. Yes. And you can still follow on from where. You know, they're dropping off, picking up. What are you slapping your head about? You just said about multiple stories, and there's a film that I hadn't even considered. Yeah, you didn't. And did we you? watched it yeah, a few we weeks did, ago. Didn't we? Crash. <coughs> Crash. Yeah. Crash. Crash. It's about Christmas. It's about a crash that happens on Christmas, and it affects different people in different ways. Yeah. It's everybody's life up to the point. Won an Oscar. Anyway, carry on. Carry on, my dear. Um, Keep going. There's a show to put on. So, there's I can't wait. How many other different stories is there in there? There's well, a lot. You've got lot. the prime minister. Ah. Even to this day, yeah, yeah, the fact that he bought a necklace for That's his. That's not the prime minister. Yeah, I know, but it, I I just remembered about the story. For his slutty secretary instead of his wife, still pees me off. Okay. Maybe she didn't like the necklace. <laughs> did, did he make a Do you know pro- what he bought her? A CD. Was it a nice one? <laughs> no. <laughs> and she finds his necklace, gets really excited, and then figures out that, well, when he gets gives her a present, knows that it's not actually... The necklace Alan wasn't. Alan Rickman, and who was the other one? Oh, she played. Oh, oh, I can't remember her name now. I can see her. Didn't she play Nanny McPhee? Don't worry, I'll, I'll Google it. But did Alan Rickman make it up to you by playing Snape in the Harry Potter movies after that? Because he made it up to me by being. Emma Han- Thompson. Emma Thompson. By playing Hans Gruber, who went flying off the top of the Nakatomi Tower in Die Hard. So he's a Christmas villain. He is a Christmas villain by buying that slutty secretary a necklace. Oh dear. Okay. (sighs) Calm down, calm down. Now you've got the Prime Minister. You've got the Prime Minister. Played by. Wasn't called uh, uh, Hugh Grant. Grant. <laughs> <laughs> and he falls for. Hang on, let me find it here. Shoes. Martin <laughs> McClitchian. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> Can you put your glasses on and look at that name, please? It's her there, Natalie. <laughs> Martin McCutcheon. There we go. You got Martin Freeman, who would later be uh, Bilbo Baggins in the Hobbit movies, being a porn actor. <laughs> you have Colin Firth, who's a writer, and his his girlfriend was in bed with his 
brother. So he goes away uh, abroad to write a book and then yes. actually falls for... A woman? Uh, I'm trying to find it. You've got Andrew Lincoln. Yeah. Rick from uh, Walking Dead. Yes, yes. Liam Neeson, his wife has just died and his wife had a kid with her ex-partner and he's trying to look after him. But he's also... He also has like a little crush on a schoolgirl. His son, Thomas Brody Sangster. Okay. And all of these. Bill, Bill Nye. Yeah, he's the. Oh, he's the one that. Yeah. yeah, he's the one that's singing. Yeah. yeah. Are we? Alan Rickman. Do you have any more? Alan Rickman. What is he playing in that movie? He's the one that you hate because he bought yeah. the necklace. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God. No, you, just by looking at the picture was confusing me. You you have the attention span of a, of a guppy. Yeah, good movie. Okay, number five for me. One of those films that I bought, not knowing what I was really buying, loved it. It works on so many levels. People may be surprised to hear that I am choosing The Holiday. Which is why I didn't put it down on my list. I did put it down on my list and I had to remove it. Yeah. I had to remove I'll Festival of Pooms. I'll let you have Daddy's Home. I'll let you have something else as well. Polar Express. Yes. So, you've got Kate Winslet. British. Uh, despairing of a relationship that will never reach where she wants it to go because the object of all of her desires is getting engaged to somebody else. She decides to go away for the holiday. Over in LA, you have Cameron Diaz, uh, who has just split up with her philandering boyfriend, thrown him out the house. She wants to get away for the holidays. They decide to go on this site where you can swap homes. I don't know if I could do that. They, oh, I couldn't. They swap. I don't want people touching my stuff. I know somebody that when they go on holiday, they put their house up on Airbnb. Oh. And I'm just like, how do how? you yeah. how, how do you think you can do that? Somebody would sit on my movie watching couch. But he said that he only has two things that he's worried about in that house. And yeah. everything else he doesn't care about. What? Oh, his coffee machine and his MacBook. But I was just like, wow. I don't... Yeah. I. I don't even have just two things in the house that I care about. I'd have to lock the study up. You would have to lock it up. Anyway, so they they swap homes. And you've got um, Cameron Diaz living in this very, very small, rustic cottage somewhere in, I don't know, Surrey or somewhere? Yeah, it's just outside yeah. of London. And, live, <coughs> and living uh, sort of just outside this village where she meets and falls for Kate Winslet's brother. Um, over in America, Kate Winslet is absolutely stunned by the vastness of the house that she's suddenly in, with its swimming pool, you know, driveway, 
fabulous movie collection, automatic blind, everything. And it's it works partly as kind of a, a, a wry look at cultural differences. And, you know, the American being overwhelmed by how small everything is. And the the Brit being overwhelmed by how huge everything is. Um, the stories are really really interesting and engaging. I I like the American side more because you have Kate Winslet's character meet elderly screenwriter, you know Eli Wallach, who who is in his nineties. And she befriends him and persuades him to go to this dinner that the Writers Guild wants to go in, wants him to go to, while also starting a romance with film score composer Jack Black, who has easily the best line in the entire movie, which we can't say here. Why can't um, here? Because there's a rude word in it. When she. He's found out that his girlfriend isn't really on a set somewhere else. Mm -hmm. She's uh, actually in town and having an affair with somebody. Mm -hmm. And she pours out her heart as to what's happened to her with her would-be boyfriend. And he hands, the, hands her his drink and says, Well, F, you need this more than I do. Oh, yeah. And it's just that... Both romances seem doomed because time is running out. They're they're only in each other's houses for a fortnight. Um, it's got one of the best musical scores, written by Hans Zimmer, and even though the film is set in the run up to Christmas, it's not an album that you can only listen to Christmas. It's not Christmas music. No. Um, but when I do hear it, I do think about Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, again, as with The Family Stone, and this is the film that I was alluding to, it's authentic. Because when we went to America, we were overwhelmed by how huge everything is. And when we've had people that we know from America come over here, they are kind of like, wow, everything's so small. And it is just a sincere, authentic it, movie. Do you find it weird when people from abroad book a holiday to come here? No, I because people on holiday are looking to get away from what's yeah. normal for them. Yeah, I know, but I just say, ooh, you want to come to North Wales? But then they'd say the same thing to us. No, because that's more tourist attraction isn't it? Well, not really. I, I, I don't know. Um... So that's my number five. Right, number four, Stephen. Now, I'm going to take you back to a time before religion. Oh, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. I knew to bother putting the Flintstones down. Thank you. One of the all-time greatest Christmas specials to ever grace the airwaves 
a Flintstone Christmas. If you're saying that, then I've got to say that Kiss Meets the Phantom should have got an Oscar. That's, no, no, that's no. far-fetched. Now, I can't believe you made me sit and watch that. Every... I can't believe that I didn't just get up and leave. Why did I sit there and carry on watching it? Because you were small and respectful. And you t- you kept being told it was going to get better and it never did. Anyway. Terrible. Then every Christmas Eve, and it would always be on, I don't know why, it was always 6 o'clock in the morning it was shown, wasn't it? On the Cartoon yeah. Network. Always at 6 o'clock. I would watch it every Christmas Eve. I wouldn't. We would. I've never seen it. No, that's BS. No, you have seen no, it. No, I don't think I have. Yes, you have. You have seen it. Well, it looks have... like you're watching that Christmas yeah. Eve. No, I'm working, thank goodness. Not all day, you know. I'll go and cover. Nope. Oh, I have a bone to pick with you. Oh, what now? After leaving Mac and Jonathan's on Sunday. Our friends, yes. Our friends, yes. Um... Why was the garage closed before eight o'clock? I I don't know. Um, I asked that myself. Now. They they closed at six this past weekend, but I don't know why. Uh, back let's, to let's back to the. Don't know. Um, Not my business. Couldn't care less. Wow. Okay, right back to Flintstones. Um, basically, Fred's going to buy his Christmas gifts, and he becomes a. How could you have Christmas before Christ was born? Hush. Because it's not about Christ. No. But there was no Christmas before Christ. Fred, it's Christmas. Fred Flintstone becomes a department store Santa Claus and he's really good at it. I mean, the kids all buy it. But St. Nicholas wasn't around until Anyhow, the 17th century. Santa Claus gets ill or he hurts his leg. I'm not sure which one. And he has to have the help of Fred and Barney. Now, Barney becomes one of the elves. So he helps him. And they go around the world delivering gifts to everyone. But the sad part is Fred forgets his gifts in the department store. But luckily for him, by that point, Santa Claus is better. He's still got the sniffles. And he drops the gifts off for Fred. Now, my only bone to pick with this special, of all of it, is that I believe he gives Pebbles a Pebbles doll. Now, that part seems a bit far-fetched. The rest I can buy. So, BC is before Christ, yeah? Yes. <coughs> What's... AD. Yeah. What's that? Anno Domini. And what does that mean? After Christ, basically. But I, why I, couldn't it be better? Why, why couldn't it just I be don't know. AF. You, you know, I'm but, only 63 years old. I'm not 2,223. Oh, AC. AC, I don't know why I said AF. But that's my number four. It's AD, not AC even. No, I'm asking why could it not be AC? I don't know. So it'd be BC, AC. Because would that make more sense? I don't know. It would to me. I don't know. Anyway, next one. Jack Frost. Ooh. I do This is like interesting. A Jack this is interesting. Frost. Why? I'll tell you when I come to mind. Oh, okay. So, Jack Frost is about a kid that has a... He's an only child. His dad is part of a band. 
and his mum obviously stays at home. The dad gets a call out to go to um, to go for an audition where he could land a good album or sign with a good company. Recording deal. Yeah. Um, on the way to this recording deal, he decides that Christmas is more important with his family, and he decides to turn around. Who played played by Michael Keaton. One of the most underrated actors in all of Hollywood. Yeah. Yes. He turns around, but unfortunately, due to the snow being so bad, he is in a car accident and passes. So then they go on in a year on then. The kid is leaving school and he's lost all sort of happiness, joy. Well, he's grieving, isn't he? He is, yes. He's grieving, clearly, um, obviously. But... You know, that's what I'm trying to portray, that he's not happy. There's a snowball fight going on and he's not taking part of it where he would last the year before. And with all the snow, he decides to make a snowman. And his dad reincarnates into the snowman. Called Jack Frost, because that was his stage name. Yes. Thoughts? I thought it was really well done. It wasn't half as mawkish and manipulative and schmaltzy as I thought it was going to be. I actually enjoyed that one. I do enjoy it. I do like that one, um, but it's not one that I watch that often. We watched it last Christmas, didn't we? Yeah. But I, I do like that one. I think I'll be watching it in the next couple of days. Is that your number four, and are we done on that? Yes. We are continuing with Michael Keaton in Batman Returns. It's Christmas yeah. Eve, and a a new villain is bedeviling Gotham City. Well, actually, two of them. The first has come from the sewers, where... He was abandoned, thrown in the river in his bassinet uh, several years earlier by his parents. This is Oswald Cobblepot, the penguin. You also have um, Selina Kyle, who has suffered some kind of brain damage after being thrown from a building by her boss, Max Schreck, played by Christopher Walken. Uh, Gotham is being terrorised by the Red Triangle Gang. Some circus performance that we never heard of in the comics. Michael Keaton is taking just about everybody on. And it's Christmas. But what really sells this to me as a Christmas movie more than anything else is not only snowy kind of Gotham, but also the Dickensian look the Victorian look of of um, the Penguin. Yeah. Played by Danny DeVito, making his second appearance in our Christmas list. And also, of course, this would be the second film on the list, directed by Tim Burton. Um, I remember criticism about this one when it was released, that people thought it didn't have much of a script. But I I think it's pretty strong, actually. And it's certainly miles better than what came after, i.e. Batman Forever and certainly Batman and Robin, but not 
quite up to the standard of Batman 89. Yeah. But Michael Keaton steals the show. Oddly and enough... you got your Michael Keaton Batman signed autograph? You did, and it's right over there, and that is from Batman Returns. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer never struck me as a particularly good Catwoman. For me, Catwoman, Catwoman always was and always will be Julie Newmar from 1966. Uh, I'm happy to report that with the release of The Flash yeah. earlier on this year, which featured the return of Michael Keaton as Batman... He finally got his trilogy. Yes. Which I had waited since Batman Returns for. But hopes had faded, but there we go. We got it. Talking right. about Batman, yes. there was a Which I'm always happy to do. Amazon poll going around. So if you had the the Echo show, it's basically the screen, yeah. Alexa, yeah? yeah. Uh, it came up the other day in the kitchen that it was a vote who's better in Batman is it um, Robert Patterson or yeah. who was the previous Batman before no uh, before. Ben Affleck Ben Affleck there yeah. we go who would you vote for I'd go for Affleck yeah I did too. I'd say Affleck's a better Batman but as far as Batman movies go, the Batman is one of my favourite Batman movies. Yeah. But I can see the Robert Pattinson Batman yeah. becoming. Yeah. The, Does he the... have another Batman movie coming? Yes, a uh, year after next, yeah. I think. Oh, okay. Well, Ben, ben Affleck was winning by 69%. Oh, okay. Uh, right then. Tension is really mounting now three. because we're into number, number three. three. Stephen, you're number three. Krampus. <gasps> the horror movie. Yes. Okay. I. Uh, which version? The only version. No, there are several versions of Krampus. Um, nobody really counts the ones that aren't universal. Oh, okay then. Um. Krampus basically is the opposite to Santa Claus. Yes. And you if, might say he's the polar opposite. Uh, See what I did there? Yeah. Okay. Basically, what Krampus, you have a family, a dysfunctional family. Again, it's another family coming in. They're trying to have Christmas together. It's, it's kind of like a running theme that different viewpoints, anyway. The the kid rips up his list to the North Pole and instead of getting Santa Claus, he wishes for everything, was it, for Christmas to be how it used to be. Yep. And instead of Santa Claus coming, he gets Krampus. Yep. Krampus is the alternate Santa Claus who doesn't give, he, he takes. takes. And you have the toys that he brings with him. There's a jack-in-the-box, which is basically like a giant snake that eats everything. A demonic angel on top of a tree. 
Oh, God, yeah. A psychotic teddy bear. Gingerbread man. Gingerbread man with nail guns. A robot toy that kills. It's... It's a very dark comedy, but it's... Every time I watch it, I like it even more. Yeah. Um, It was okay the first time, but now it's become one of my favourites to watch this time of year. He isolates this family. I watched it once, Kia, but I fell asleep in a blizzard. Yeah. And it's there's a power cut, and he starts taking them out one by one. It's really, really funny. Well, blackly funny. Yeah. (laughs) At number three, I have How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Jim Carrey version. The Jim Carrey version. The live action version. Yeah, directed by? Ron Howard. Ron Howard. I'm sorry to tell you, that's my least favourite version. Yeah, but it is my favourite version. That's why it's in Um, my top three. Can I ask you, why is it your favourite? The reason I'm asking is because I watched it, was it a week or two ago? Yes. I like this. The, this is a strange part of the like, show where we all love the same movie but different versions of it. I like the effects. I think it's fantastic what they did with the sets. Yeah. Jim Carrey chews the scenery way too much. Jim Carrey what? Chews the scenery. Overact. And he needs no. to dial it down an awful lot. No. Did you uh, did you know? Yeah, he had to go. He had to undergo um, PTSD. No, he got PTSD. He didn't have to undergo PTSD. He had to undergo basically what uh, army people do with like training yeah. with torturing because he said that having that suit on and having the makeup done felt like he was being buried alive. He had to go under like almost eight hours. Of but why do you scene. like it? Because myself. Well, to begin with, it's a respect to Jim Carrey about having to do that. I find he it. He almost quit the movie because it was so hard. I I find it very hard going. I like the parts where he's. It keeps to like the Grinch story, but the whole thing where they find this need to give him a half hour, like. I just love the one-liners. He gets invited somewhere, yeah, and he's like, well, I simply can't go because I have nothing to wear. And I'm like, that is me. That is me. And then well, he's no, trying to the, choose... The, the, the Grinch doesn't have any clothes. Yeah, but he's like, but what would I wear? And then he just like, proper dramatic. And I was like, that is me. And then he's like, well, I simply can't go. I'm busy. At two o'clock, I'm doing this. And three o'clock, I'm... Um, solving word, world hunger and I was just like that is me I find every excuse not to go <laughs> um, hang on I'm just looking up when it was released because I think it's 2003 2000 yeah the film was released in 2000 okay what do you you have a different version that you like I like the Illumination version, the CGI version that came out a couple of years ago. 
and it takes the how the Grinch told Christmas story. Yeah. But instead of adding, say, whereas the Jim Carrey version extends on the original, this has a couple elements from the story, but it makes a whole new story with the Grinch. Okay. Well, you're both wrong, of course. No, no. So this is the one-liner. Four o'clock, wallow in self-pity. Four thirty, stare into the abyss. Five o'clock, solve world hunger. Tell no one. Five thirty, jazzercise. Six thirty, dinner with me. I can't cancel that again. Seven o'clock, wrestle with myself, loathing. I'm booked, of course. If I bump the loathing to nine, I could still be done in time to lay in bed, stare at the ceiling and slip slowly into madness. I need to rewatch that, and I need to rewatch yours. You do. You just but need to accept the funny one-liners. My favourite one is "How the Grinch Stole Christmas." Uh, it was produced as a TV special in, I believe, nineteen sixty-five, sixty-six. Yeah. Um, animated by Chuck Jones, who was one of the later artists to animate Tom and Jerry and the Looney Tunes particularly uh, Roadrunner and Bugs Bunny. And it's, the whole story is narrated by Boris Karloff, one of my favourite horror movie actors, yeah. but possibly one of the guys with one of the most comforting voices yeah. you've ever heard with his corrected lisp. And to me, that's just pure movie magic. And what my version does that yours, you two, doesn't do is it just tells the Dr. Seuss story yeah. in, done, out. Yeah. Mine does. No. But it adds to it. No, it, it, it adds. Isn't there an origin or something? There's an origin that's never in it. And you know the whole thing with um, Cindy Lou in your version. And the animated version, she was never a big character in it at all. She just happened to wake up. That that's her entire yeah, that, story. That's it. So I still like my The Grinch. Yes. We all love the Grinch. Yeah. But different versions. Okay then. Moving on to Number two. Oh no. no. Number three. My number three. Has nothing to do with Christmas, but when I first got a VHS recorder in 1982, I think, um, there was a Christmas... That's the year E.T. came out, yes. No, B.T. What? B.T. What do you mean? Before Tiff. Oh, yes. (laughs) Um, it was uh, a Ray Harryhausen season and I got the opportunity to record one of my favourite Ray Harryhausen movies which was the 1963 production of Jason and the Argonauts where Jason is on a quest to get the Golden Fleece and encounters such things as Talos the bronze giant on 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 this island because Hercules tries to steal from him. 
Um, you've got the Harpies who are tormenting poor old Patrick Troughton. You get Poseidon rising from the waves to save them from the crashing rocks. You've got the Hydra. It's all going on there. And even though it's got absolutely nothing to do with Christmas and everything to do with Greek mythology, it's a film that I, 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 I just link very, very, very closely to Christmas. And I love to watch it around Christmas Eve with what will be revealed shortly as my number two choice. So over to you, Stephen, for your number two. My number two is another... It's not a movie, it's actually an episode. Okay. Christmas with the Joker. Oh, Batman the Animated Series, yeah. episode two. Yeah. That that's an episode that is one of those episodes that even if I don't plan to watch it at Christmas time. You end up watching it. I at end Christmas up watching time. it. Yeah. It's basically the Joker is taking He's escaped from Arkham. Again. Um, taking hostages again, and it's all set at Christmas. Commissioner Gordon, uh, Summer Gleason, Gleason, the, um, and Bullock. Bullock, that's yeah. right. Detective uh, Bullock. Yeah, and the mayor. Yeah, and he gives Batman a series of clues, um, to solve before he kills yeah. them. But also, he he decides to derail a train. And this on giant way. robotic um, nutcrackers. Yeah. And it's all really improbable, yeah. but it's just a good Christmas yeah. episode. When you think that where, where the series went from there to, to more gangster. And you've stuff. got Robin, who's trying to convince Batman through the entire thing to watch It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, I've never seen that. Yeah. I can never, never yeah. get past the, uh, the title. title. But Alfred records it for them. Yeah. That's that's, yeah, I agree with you. I I if 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 I would have done a TV episode, I'd have gone with Twilight Zone, Night of the Meek, the yeah. nineteen sixty original. Yeah. But um, where where a down and out, department store Santa gets to be the real thing. Yeah. Um, but we didn't, so I didn't. Tiff number two. Elf, another oh. Will Ferrell. Yeah. Oh, you will be minded ninny nuggins <laughs> so it's about an elf that was basically Santa Claus comes Santa Claus is doing his rounds around the world and Will Fer well baby Will Ferrell kind of slips into it sounds wrong now Basically, Santa Claus is back at the North Pole, and there's a baby. There's a stowaway. Yeah. Yes. Are you really going to say Will Ferrell slips into his sack? Yes. <laughs> and then I realised it sounded so bad, so I just <laughs> aborted that. <laughs> okay. Um. Years go on. Will Ferrell is now fully grown, but he still believes that he's an elf until. He eavesdrops on some elves going, I can't believe he's not figured it out yet and that he's human. And then he decides to go find his real dad who's living in New York City and he's on the naughty list. James Kahn. Yes. So 
that I'm gonna leave it like that. I don't want to go any much further, really. That is a Christmas classic. We that I watched do that love. a couple of Christmases yeah. ago. Did we watch it last Christmas? No. I watched it a few days ago, wrapping presents. Ah. It's one that seems to have become bigger later than when yeah. it first came out. Yeah. My number two was I'd never see. I remember it being in the cinema on re-release. I hadn't watched it because I, I, during my early years, I was petrified of underwater photography. I've told you this yeah. before. And if it was nice, sort of like blue waters, I'd be fine. But if it got dark and murky, I'd be terrified. It was like a phobia. However, one Christmas day, they showed... Disney's live action 1956 I want to say 56 yeah. could be 54 uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and I, I for some reason I didn't watch it that day but the following year they put it on Christmas Eve and I watched it and I had my recorder at that point and because I watched it on Christmas Eve that has become another one of those pre-Christmas movies along with Jason the Argonauts, that even though it's got nothing to do with Christmas, nothing at all, it's a film that I like to watch at this time of year in the build-up to Christmas. Um, you've got James Mason as Captain Nemo. It's one of the earliest incarnations of steampunk based on the book by Jules Verne. You've got Kirk Douglas as Ned Land Harpooner um, you've got a French scientist and his assistant paid, played by yeah. Peter Laurie you've got the improbable uh, spectacle of Kirk Douglas singing a song which was released as a single in Whale of a Tale you've got a giant octopus attack you've got cannibals attacking You've got Captain Nemo um, basically destroying ships that are carrying arms and gunpowder and stuff like that. You've got the Navy after him. Can you, I just yes? cut across, sorry? Yes. Did you know that Nemo in Latin... Means nothing. Nobody. Nobody, nobody, that's it. Yep. So it's finding nobody. Yes. Well, he says that he, you know, it, it's implied that he changed his name because... The country, which is unnamed, that he's basically at war yeah. with his own private little war in his own submarine, um, killed, tortured to death his wife and child for his scientific secrets, all of which are based on the island of Vulcania. Yeah. And it's, it's just, it's a stunning film to watch, even now. Um, you know, it's... It's just stunning. It's it's coming up, you know, to 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 its seventieth anniversary, and it's still stunning now. Right then, guys. It's time for your number one all-time favorite Christmas movie, and I'm kind of looking forward to this because I'm not really sure where. Either one of you little monkeys is going. So, Steve, stun me. Right. My number one all-time favourite Christmas movie... Yes? 
As far as I'm aware, it never actually had a theatrical release. It's actually a collection of shorts put together. It's called the Disney Christmas. That VHS that yeah. we used to have? Yeah. Which has a Pluto... Pluto's... You've done it. You, you, you've certainly stunned me. Pluto's Christmas Tree, Santa's Workshop, Night Before Christmas, On Ice, and there's one other one. Uh, the one taken from either yeah. Melody Time, I yeah. think. And... They're just Disney shorts collected. Yeah. There's no narrative no. thread there at all. And this was a VHS that I bought from Woolworth when we lived at the old house and before was, you were born. And there was one with Donald uh, Donald Duck with Who We Do in Louie where they're having like a snowball fight that gets... Yes, out of hand. And I think um, Pluto's Christmas Tree where you've got Chip and Dale going through the tree. That's one of my favourite Christmas animations. And you see the different colours and stuff inside. And... Well, Mickey's decorating, and also the two Santa Claus ones who did the North Pole and the Night Before Christmas. I I went through to great lengths to get those back again. Tell us why. Um, Santa's Workshop. It is on Disney Plus, but it's cut. Yeah. And it's not just cut a little, it's actually quite a bit of it's missing. There's a quick, innocent joke with where he's these dolls are coming down a chute ready to go into the sack to go to the kids. And a black doll comes down, says, I believe, Mammy, yeah. which was a joke at the time. Yeah, uh, Al Jolson. Yeah. In blackface. And that scene now no longer exists. The only way to get that scene is in the Walt Disney Treasures collection, which went out of print years ago. I'd like to just point out here on a serious note that the reason that we want films with scenes like this in is not in any way because we are racist now that we condone them it's that we believe that you can't learn from history no. by erasing it or rewriting it and i and that if that was a film that was released at the time then that's the film that should be I available just, to show how attitudes have changed i just, just feel that that version should be released as it is in the treasure collection with a disclaimer before it saying that these were the values of the time. Yeah. It's a five second thing they have to put in front of the short. Yeah. And it's fine. It's there complete. But that that is my all time favorite Christmas kind of collection movie is a Disney Christmas. Tiffany. My number one. It's not Sorry, a, Gobby. It's not a shock horror. It's Nightmare Before Christmas. Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. Is it not odd that the director who appears most often in our top 
30 list is Tim Burton. Yeah. Because he's great. He's, he's, he's getting there. He's great. He could, do, he could learn a bit, but... Do tell us. Essentially, you've got different house... Uh, different... Tri- I'm going to go back. No, I'm going to go skip forward. Jack Skeleton, who lives in Halloween Town, comes across, walks through a forest to clear his head, comes across different trees with different doors on them, and each door represents a different holiday. So he goes into the Christmas door and thinks that he needs to, instead of doing Halloween for like a change, he wants to do Christmas, and he wants to take Santa Claus's position in delivering the presents to the kids. What's this? What's this? Yeah. Um, obviously, it goes terribly wrong, and there's sirens going on, and everyone's. As sick. the skeleton is getting, is giving out some pretty monstrous presents. Hell, yeah, terrible toys that are disturbing the kids and disrupting the homes. Um, but Santa Claus does so um, save the day. But I don't know. It's my favourite. I can watch it between Halloween and to Christ- all the way up to Christmas. Yeah, um, I agree with you. It's I, I find Halloween is a little bit too close, too too far from Christmas. I I think it's about a Thanksgiving film. Yeah. About halfway. Yeah, I still watch it. But it 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 is a Christmas classic, and you've got a a, a sub story as well with the the guy in the wheelchair. Yeah. Yeah. And his well, basically, she's kind of like a slave. She's like yeah. a prisoner, yeah, isn't she? Yeah, because he creates her. Yeah, another sort of Frankensteinian kind of yeah. kind of thing. Mine. My number one. There have been three versions that I like of Charles Dickens's classic A Christmas Carol. We've had, again, uh, Jim Carrey in the Disney CGI animated Christmas Carol. Yeah, well, he basically plays every character, doesn't he? Yeah. And that's stunning. It is. It's a stunning achievement. I also love the 1951 um, British production, Scrooge, with Alastair Sim, which is played in every way like a Christmas horror movie, yeah. which of course is what it is. Is that... I just, I'm That's just, a black and white one. There's another the, one, isn't there? There's George C. Scott? Um, I don't know. I'm not sure if Patrick Stewart did one. Either. I think he did. Yeah. But the year was 1989. Oh, Scrooged. Scrooged with Bill Murray. Um, uh, that's a modern day retelling. I this would come under this yeah. as well. I haven't watched that one. Oh, I've got that one. Have you? Very, very good. Um, but 1989, it was my last... No, 1988, I'm sorry. My last Christmas at home. Okay, with my parents. And Disney had started to release some of their films on VHS. And I had been given Pinocchio that year, my all-time favourite Disney movie. 
and I I realised that with the release of VHS, you could actually see these films whenever you wanted, and you could study them and the techniques closely. But a few years before that, they the the Disney Company had released Mickey's Christmas Carol, which was a retelling of the classic Dickens tale. And it was shown on TV at lunchtime. And I set the recorder, I recorded it, and I watched it. And it was traditional animation. And I have no idea, I can't tell you how many times since that Christmas of 1988 I have watched that film. It's a, it's the highlight to the story, all the nuances of the story, and how bad and treacherous Scrooge actually is, is, is kind of glossed over. But in true Disney style, it has tragedy, it has loss, and there is some horror in it. Yeah. And it's Mickey Mouse as Bob Cratchit, who wants to take Christmas Day off. Scrooge McDuck is Scrooge. Yeah. You have Donald Duck as the nephew, who Scrooge thinks is a bit odd because he likes to celebrate Christmas. It's all set in Dickensian yeah. uh, London, but all the characters are Disney characters, even the background characters. Um, they're, you know, where when the ghost of Christmas past, played by Jiminy Cricket, takes Scrooge to the past, um, his first employer, um, Fezziwig. Yeah. It's played by Toad from Toad Hall. And there are all these characters from the Disney shorts there. Um, we see that, uh, you know, in the present, he sees how his employee has to live basically a hand to mouth existence with a sick child. And in the future, he's taken to a, a graveyard where that sick child has died. And he sees his own grave, um, and he's pushed into it, and there's flames everywhere, and it's one of those terrifying Disney moments. Um, but it's all the whole film lasts something like about twenty four yeah. minutes. Um, Bob Marley, so not Bob Marley. It's not a rugged <laughs> singer. Jacob Marley is played by Goofy. Yeah. You know, you you have to bear the weight of these chains, you know, forever, for all of eternity. I maybe I even longer. Maybe even longer. <laughs> and you know, it it's just, it's the only version that your mother will watch. Yeah. Because she's not keen on the story, but she loves that story, and we've already watched it once, and we're going to watch it again on Christmas Eve, and Christmas is not Christmas without that without Mickey's Christmas Carol. In fact, we have a very long-standing tradition in this very house of December the 1st is traditionally the first viewing of Mickey's Christmas yeah. Carol. What say you two? I would say that the, obviously the Disney Mickey's Christmas Carol is my favourite one. And again, I've just remembered it, watching it from when I was really young age. But again, I think it's something that you can watch from a young age because it's so short. It, it is, and it's it's essentially. It grabs essentially, your attention and tells a story yes. just fine in that 
Um, it doesn't go on, like you say, it doesn't go on too long. Yeah. It, it, it's perfectly done. Absolutely. Steve, any... Anything to say? To me, it really it falls in the same bracket as uh, a Disney Christmas where the timing, everything, the animation, it's just perfect, isn't it? So, that's it. 30 movies that we highly recommend that you watch this Christmas season or maybe next year. I mean, this podcast isn't going away anywhere. It'll be available for all of eternity as far as I'm concerned. So, all that remains for us to do now is to catch our breath again and wish you all a merry, safe and happy Christmas. And happy new year. And a happy new year. We will, well, we won't see you in the new year, but you will certainly be hearing from us because I reckon that the next time we'll be getting together will be sometime in January to discuss our films of the year. What do you guys think about that? Yeah. Good idea? Yeah. So we'll see you then.